What is going on, everyone? My name is Johnny Roses, also go by Lone Vault Wanderer. I'm here with Rob, Mr. Rob Whitaker. What's going on, man? Yeah, good, mate. Good. It is good to be here. I'm super excited for our new joint venture. Well, we should say welcome to MMI. MM Arcade. <laughs> it's it's a bit of a tongue twister. It looks really cool in writing. I, I, I practice this. I practice this the whole day. I still butchered it the first time. MM Arcade. Yeah. Welcome to MM Arcade. So um, let's let's give a bit yeah. of a background. Pretty much it was it was last year. You called me kind of out of nowhere and you were like, Johnny, I want to start a podcast. I really want to start a podcast. That's MMA and also video games, two of my of my interests in life. So, and then it started from there. We just kept chatting, right? That's it. And, and, and honestly, typical, typical me is, uh, <laughs> I think I, I, I called you around September and yep. then it just went MIA until about February. Well, I was like, Hey man, all the stuff's arrived. <laughs> I remember I sent you, you know this what? big list of stuff that you need to buy. And for yeah. some reason it took three months to arrive at your place. Hey, so. Some of it actually did take three months, and then I and then I proceeded to need need your help to come here and help me set it up as well because I thought I could do it because you know you tried. There isn't a man there isn't a man alive that doesn't see a box and be like oh, I don't need the instructions, just gives it a go. <laughs> but I pulled it out and there were cables coming out of everywhere. I was missing a point uh, a piece or two, and yeah. I had no idea what's going on. So, but we set up, we set up, we set got up. the run sheet, we got you know we got everything going. Yeah, and, um, and and essentially the yeah, the concept is, as we kind of alluded to before, this is a podcast where we're talking about anything MMA, UFC, and also video games. So we're playing around with the format. If you have any suggestions, let us know. But today's actually a pretty exciting ep- episode for our very first debut premiere episode. We've got some UFC 286 main card predictions, so that's going to be exciting to talk about. We've got some general video games news going on. We've also pulled some questions that, Rob, after your, your tweet on Twitter, there was a bunch of questions that we were sifting through. I got a few here, but you can also scroll through yeah. and pick any random and, ones. And let me let me say, you guys, the fans, the fans <laughs> that jumped on that are absolute wild. You guys are cowboys. Calm down a little bit. Okay? That was the first it's thing like I said to you. Everyone just jumped at the chance, you know. And to the to the guy, uh, to well, I saw one guy, but I think there was a few of them out there. To the one that said. Why ask questions if you aren't answering? Like, give me a break. It was like two hours ago I put the tweet up and here we are. Relax. Jeez. It's like it's like I put the tweet up and was just sitting there with my phone waiting. It's like, no, we, we're getting to it. Also, there were a lot of questions, so it is going – got some in the bank, okay? Whatever we don't answer this week, we'll filter through and, and get through in the weeks to come. Um, if I can just chime in and, and just talk about the concept as well, I'm very, very excited because it it is both of our passions, MMA yep. and games. You know, honestly, is there is there money, is there anything better? But uh, and, and that's kind not, of what man. brought us together and, and brought us into this space. Yep. But I, I think it would also be really, really fun to be really fluid, fluent, fluid, fluid. I don't know <laughs> to to flow really well with with the community and to yeah. to work in a lot of questions and and articles and pieces that that yep. they kind of point out to us hmm. and lead us in a direction because that's kind of how we want us to be. We're, you know, we are sitting here. It's an open discussion. We are brainstorming. We're just, what, what is this? It's just a chat. <laughs> we're, just, we're, we're just, we're chatting. And I think that's the important thing is if you have any suggestions, any feedback, anything that you think can make the podcast even better, 
we're happy to incorporate it. And this is meant to be pretty chill. Like we're not doing it super formal with mm. a script or anything like that. We have some talking points, but I can almost guarantee mm. we're going to go off the rails a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're already going off the rails. And I know, right? If anything was too formal, I'm not going to be able to do it on a, on a Thursday night or Wednesday night when I'm tired. There's just, there's going to be no <laughs> consistency there, you know? Also, nobody talk about my plain white wall behind me and Johnny's decked out shelving full of Toys R Us. Okay. It's, hey. I'm, 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 I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Every week, I'll add something there. So That's what we were saying. Every <laughs> every podcast episode, I want to see something new. So we're starting off with yeah. the guitar in the background. Do you even play guitar, Rob? Is, is that just decoration? I do, mate. I, do you actually? I, no, I, do, I, I do play guitar. I, where I picked it up. I picked it up in COVID. I think like 99% of the population did. And uh, <laughs> I just I stuck with it. So, yeah. Right, no, well, I, gonna- I, I do. I do play it. Watch this space. Okay? Right. Just watch this space. During one random podcast, Bob's gonna, Rob's going to just play the guitar and see how good he is. We're all going to judge you quietly. Nah, nah, nah. nah, <laughs> nah. I'll, fight, I'll put you I'll on fight, the spot. I'll fight in my underwear in front of millions of people, but <laughs> I just don't have the confidence to play the guitar. Not yet. Not yet. Well, let's let's get to Time's the first segment. Tough. <laughs> Absolutely. The first segment is talking about the UFC 286. That's obviously coming up this Saturday if you're in the US, Sunday if you're in Australia, March 18. Slash, oh, and honestly... We've got a few fights that we really want to talk about. The first one we, we got on, on board is Marvin Vittori versus Roman. Roman Dolzide, hard pr- 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 to pronounce. I practiced that all day as well. Dolzide? Dolzide. Dolzide. I was literally speaking about it with Fox and I still couldn't work it out. It's like Dolidze? Dolidze, that's it. Dolidze? That's 100%. Dolidze. And if he pronounces something else, he's got to change. It's not on us, it's on him. So this is an Mate, interesting I, fight, man, because you actually fought Vittori quite recently. I did. I did. I did. And I think that's a very interesting fight. I've seen a lot of footage of Vittori. He's been in Thailand really working his striking game because yep. obviously he believes he's having he has the striking advantage in this fight against Roman, which I think he does as well because we saw in the Hermansa fight with Roman mm. – he, he wasn't getting the better of Hermanson in the striking game. And Hermanson's not exactly known for superior striking, mm. okay? In saying that, Roman on his back, dangerous dude, dangerous dude. But in my head, it's, it's, it's quite, a simple, quite a simple strategy. Just beat him up. Don't go to the ground. If he goes to the ground, take your time. Yeah. You know, much like, uh, you know, it, it, it sounds simple, but having the discipline to go through with it and to avoid situations that put you, that, that put him in a strong position, mm. like on his back or brings you into his guard, it, it's harder, you know, easier said than done. But I think Marvin can do it. Like it's, yeah, just don't, don't, don't play, don't play his game. Don't go into his ground and just beat him up for three rounds. I mean, like I, I was looking a little bit at Roman's last fights. I mean, so, He's on a four-fight win streak, and most of those wins are coming from TKO, TKO and KO through some vicious punches. Do you think Vittori is actually going to be able to handle that? Oh, definitely. You reckon? Vittori. You're very confident. Vittori's an orc. Vittori's an orc, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's so strong and tough, man. Like, And I think that's... That's a pro- that. What is it? I think that is part of the problem. Yeah. Is that is how tough he is? Because I think like being too tough for your own good stunts your growth a bit. Because you can kind of just walk people down. You can just bully the shit out of people. But like Roman's good, but only when he's in a, in his element. On like when he's playing on the ground, okay. when he's he's taken like 
you saw in his fight with Jimenez, I'm going to keep using that as a reference because it's, 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 I'm pretty sure it's his most recent fight. Mm. Um, and that calf slice, and, like, it, it, that's unreal. A calf slice to ground and pound TKO, unreal. Yeah. He's dangerous on his ground. Uh, there are a lot of people, a lot of high level grapplers that have been that have uh, that have spoken to me about it, or that I've heard through the the grapevine. Yeah, tell me, he's a dangerous dude off his back, but he doesn't have you know all American wrestling. He doesn't have you know glory style kickboxing. Mm. So he the only way he gets there is if you let him. And I think Marvin, at the the, the level he's at, has the skill set to nullify that, or to at least steer it in a direction that's better for him. So what what advice would you give? Let's just put on it, uh, twist it a little bit. If you were giving advice to Roman, because you have fought Vittori, right? Roman, what would you say to him? I just, what, I just what sat you say? here for like five minutes talking shit about him. I know, I know, but now you've got to give the advice. And also, <laughs> my, 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 I'm not talking shit about Delize. Like, he starches 99% of everyone in the division. He's had like, one loss, man. 12 so, wins. He's, he's on yeah, fire. So every warrior that's jumping on, then like just like forwarding or sharing this to his page, look, <laughs> saying, look, Rob's talking. I'm not talking shit about it. I think it's a hard fight for him. Yeah. But, you know, hard fights make great fighters. So we may see him rise. If I, if I had to give him advice, he needs to get it to the ground. And and how he does that, he has to be strategic. He has to use fight IQ to get in there, cut the cage off. It, it's 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 very hard. If he ha- it depends how much faith and confidence he has in his own hands. I'm sure he's been working it a lot in this preparation with Vittori, yeah. especially with Vittori coming off a loss against myself. I'm sure. <laughs> um, I'm sure Roman watched that fight, saw the things that I did well against him and intend to use that to, to his great effect. I think we could see a lot of the right high kick from Roman. All right. Um, well, well, we're going to say for you, Rob, your prediction is Vittori. Just just to be a, a contrarian, I'm going to go with Roman. I, I think he can get the job done. But let's see. Moving on to the next fight, Jennifer Meyer and Casey O'Neill. Casey O'Neill, the homegrown Aussie, fighting in this fight. She is on fire right now. She's nine wins on the trot. But she's also just coming back from a torn ACL in seven months, recovered in seven months. That's just insane to me. Like, how common is that for someone to come back from an ACL tear in seven months? I, I don't get over a cold in seven months. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she's got some Wolverine gene in her because that is that is gnarly. That's um, an ACL injury is what kept George St. Pierre out for like the three years. Remember when he went on hiatus yeah. for three years? Yeah. He, I'm pretty sure it's because he did an ACL and then did another ACL. Like it, it is a an ACL is a hard injury to come back from. Yeah, because it, it is just like it tears just about everything, all the ligaments in your knee. Um, well, so on on paper, but, if it wasn't yeah. for that, clearly O'Neill had the advantage, and and everyone would would give her the the tip for the win. But I do worry being the first fight back after that <laughs> might be a little bit wobbly, might be a little bit not confident about fighting on that knee. But we'll see. You know what it is? It's like Maya is a veteran in in that division. She she has fought for such, yeah. She's been fighting at, at such a high level for yeah. so long that that and then MMA is a sport in particular that like experience weighs so heavy. That's why you see these guys that are becoming champions, going for championship titles, and and fighting at the highest level. They're like 32, 33, 34, 35, 36. Mm. You know, like they're. Yeah, Volk, Volk's what thirty four, 
Usman's yeah. 30, 35, maybe, mm. 34, something. I don't know. I can't look that up right now because it'll screw my lighting up. <laughs> <laughs> but I've minimized all the sheets just enough to have the perfect amount of perfect amount of white light on me. So but um, but yeah, they what I'm saying is like the the experience and the age factor is like really is really strong and present in, in mixed martial arts. So I think it'll be a hard test. Yep. But let, let's let, let's face it, Casey O'Neill gets it over Jennifer Meyer. She's up there almost fighting for a title. Like it's yeah. Yeah, you you've got to say she's the title opportunity card. comes very, very soon. If she does win this, do you think she's in line for a title yeah. shot? Maybe another win? Well I think it's like that uh that division, man. It's just open for the taking. Yeah, yeah it's it's like they're almost having like changing of the guard, mm. and um, yeah, it's it's very interesting. It's gonna it's gonna be good to see her main card on such a huge card. Yeah, show up and 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 fight such a, a renowned fighter. I'm I'm very excited to to watch the fight. Absolutely. The, the well, well, both done. of us because of that. Plus, she's Aussie. We got to support her. We're gonna predict that Casey O'Neill takes the Definitely. win. Next fight, we've got. This is a very interesting. I feel like this fight could have been like from seven years ago. Gunnar Nelson. Brian Barberena. I I don't know how to to call this. They're both veterans. They're both you know coming off from a few losses in some of their recent fights. What do you think of the result of this one? Like we know what Gunner can do with his striking, but Barberena is also a bit of a brawler. How do you feel like this fight could go, mate? Oh, Brian Brian Barberena. Okay, <laughs> I love the guy. Yeah. Uh, when when he beat when he beat Lawler, I was like. I can see him just smashing everybody. The the pace, the toughness, mm. you know, that sheer grit. Yeah. And then I tipped I tipped him the week after. And yeah, heaven forbid, <laughs> heaven forbid, <laughs> forbid he takes an L. It's uh yeah, he's uh he's a tough dude with 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 volume, he, but I don't he's know. He's also been a bit more active he, as well. I, I, which I feel like is he had Yeah. In saying that though, Gunnar Nelson's kind of I think at the 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 tail end of his career, yeah, I'd have to say he's been fighting <laughs> forever, you know, since it's since its inception. Yeah, like, yeah. All right. Well, uh, if you were to give a, a bold I, prediction, which way would you go? Yeah. Also, also, let, let's just let's just <laughs> let all the viewers know. Okay, yeah. I um, my tips. Okay, I'm a part of a group called Cage Punches. <laughs> okay, and if if you have been shout out Cage Punches. Feel free to come join us, join the group. Follow my tips on Facebook, okay, Cage Punters. If you follow my tips on Cage Punters, you will know that I have a shocking track record. <laughs> Absolute shocking. Literally last week, I got zero tips right. Zero. Or every leg, every leg. Every single one. Loss. Every Damn. single one, like you, you couldn't try to do that. If you know, if you tried to get every leg wrong, you'd fluke and get one right. I, I, I managed to really. You, you would have been up. better flipping so, a coin for every fight. <laughs> yeah, and but you see, in my head, it makes sense, and I'm sure yeah. I'm, ex I'm sure I'm expressing why it makes sense. Yeah. and then I think that's what people type in the in the, in the group. They're like, Rob, you convinced me. You convinced me and I put my faith in you and you let me down. It's like, but in saying that, some weeks I get them all right. All right. I'm leading the the tipping comp at the moment. I well, am winning. Is, um, is it going to happen this so, time? Is it going to happen for 286? You're going to get all of them right? I think so. I think, <laughs> I think so. 
but the, the problem is because some of these fights are so close, like the yeah. odds just aren't great for picking underdogs. But sorry, I, I digress. Gunnar yeah. Nelson, Brian Barberina. I think Brian Barberina does it. For I sure. think he's got good pace. I think he's tough enough. He's got good striking to just – Gunnar Nelson, a dude who, like I said, is probably on his tail end of his career, been yeah. here for so long. Yeah, I, I think I think Barbarina gets it done. All right, I'm going Barbarina too. Moving on to the next fight. This is exciting, man. Oh, All right, co-main. Gaethje, Mate. Fitziev. What do you think? This is this is pretty much striker versus striker. Like you couldn't ask for a more exciting fight. Mate. I I love this fight. Yeah, I, man. I love 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 this fight. Raf, I'm going to call him Raf because yeah. in the show I couldn't pronounce his last name either. <laughs> Raf. <laughs> Absolutely loads up with every strike he is he throws. It's with bad intentions, yeah, bad intentions. And Justin, Justin's very much the same. I I can't wait to see what sort of fight we have. I I, I really do think we're going to see two guys just meet in the middle and just rock and sock them. Like, but I think, yep. Okay, in terms of tipping, yep. I think. I'm going to go Justin. I, I really love the way Justin fights. I, I think Raf's going to be a really hard test because – For sure. But Justin's really – the way he strikes, he, the way he strikes is really well put together. It's, it's sure. actually very, very, very smart. He looks like a bit of a – like a brawler, but he's very smart mm. in the way he dissects and starts to take away people's um, – starts to pick apart people's games. Like he ha- would have to have one of the best leg kicks in the game, like hands that, down. That's a one big call. best leg All kicks right, in the game. yeah. And Mate, if you actually if you watch his fights, watch his fights, watch the way he strings him in combination. Hmm. Okay, he would have to have one of the best leg kicks, active leg kicks. Yeah. Okay, not like Jose Aldo leg kicks where he used to throw leg kicks. But like he he still throws them very much in in just about every fight. Yeah, yeah. He he would have to, he 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 has an amazing striking. I just. He does like getting hit sometimes, though. So. He, he does. So. And, and I will, so I will say about Gaethje, right? Some some people might be saying, oh, he's lost two of his last three fights. If you look at the caliber of people that he's fought, Namagamegadov, Oliveira, when he was just like in the zone, smashing everybody, and he beat Chandler. So it's it's not even like, I, I can't really say, oh, he's less less likely to win because of those fights. Those are some of the hardest people in the division, probably in, in UFC in general. I still think Gaethje's going to w- win this. I think he's going to come back from those. Like, he just beat Chandler, obviously. I think he's going to come back. He's learned a lot from those losses. Even though Fitziev looks looks crazy, he's on a he's on a six-win win streak. I think Gaethje gets the win. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Gaethje as well. Yep. Um, just because I think, like, Justin fighting at the highest level, taking those big five-round fights, yep. I think he's going to have an impact. I think that 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 experience at, at the higher end For sure. of the – of the division, you know, those experiences with those tough dudes is going to, it's going to weigh heavily on, on, on Raf. But, um, yeah, I, I can see Raf landing some shots. So, yeah. you know, and he, he's so fast he too. He's he, so fast, man. And when he lands them, they're so heavy, Yeah, you know, and he throws <laughs> kicks too. Yeah. He throws kicks too. You know, like, I don't know. It's, we may see a fight like, uh, with like Barboza. Mm. It, it could it could start to really look like that, you know. And I don't want it to, but it could. <laughs> well, Wait let's let's both of us go Gaethje. I, I, I got yeah, I got Gaethje for the for the win though. I think I think experience takes him through. 
Absolutely. And now we've got the main mm. event. I am I am so excited for this damn fight, man. <clears throat> Edwards, Usman for the title. And this is obviously mm. not the first time they fought. This is the culmination of their trilogy. For a bit of a, ba- uh, a heads up background, they last fought in last year, August, at 278. No one, and not even myself, nobody gave Edwards a fighting chance, especially after their first fight, right? And Usman was like, this, this was like killer mode Usman. He was wrecking everybody. I think he had like a crazy 15-fight win streak. And it just, at the end, it was the head kick. It shocked everybody. Mm. I still remember the commentators losing their mind at that end because no one expected it. That looked like a kind of routine yeah. title defense. Where do you nobody see this going? It because he was, nobody expected it because he was losing. He was losing. Like it was absolutely. Tw- 23 minutes, yeah. you know what I mean? It was just, uh, mate, it just, yeah, the fight's not over till it's over. No. I think Leon Edwards really, really like embodied that, that, sentence in that fight yeah because it's so true you know the fight's not over till it's over and yeah it it, it changed history mm. <laughs> it did it had that significant an effect um i got a question for you do, do, a, do you think after you know he he was in the limelight he Usman was winning so many fights he was unstoppable what does losing like that if there, if it was like a split decision or whatever that would have been different but losing like that so suddenly what does that do to someone's confidence Especially for being the champ um, for so long. Well, I think, and I guess that comes into play as well as who I think wins this fight is mm. because we, I, w- I want to understand what sort of, we need to see what sort of Usman comes back. Yeah. And um, when you get clipped like that, when you get caught like that, it puts a hesitance in you when fighting, like when, when having a rematch yeah. to get caught again. You know, when moving forward and up, yeah. Yeah, you were worried about so myself when I fought Adesanya mm. the, the the second time. It was there was I was worried about that, you know, the, and almost what self self fulfilled self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, it's like almost gave into it because you can see the way I came out of that first round wasn't the same as two, three, four, five for sure. Like just and he caught me in, in, in the, the first round of that second fight too, but then. You know, I, I realized no, he's not going to land these shots. Yeah, and I can, I can. You know, it's 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 a bit of a hurdle to get over. And is that going to play much of an effect on Usman? Because we 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 don't want to see a gun shy Usman. No, if, if Usman's gun shy, he's going to be picked apart because Leon Edwards, I believe, is the better striker in that matchup. Really? You know, I do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think I think Usman's good. Very yeah. good. Don't get me wrong, but I, I think I think Leon Edwards is the better striker. It's just straight stand-up striking. I think okay. he's the better striker in 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 that matchup. Also, I, I don't know how much you can look into it. Like they fought at altitude last fight, you know, and that's a good point. There were there, there there's rumors and things being said saying that affected why Edwards was so tired <laughs> and stuff like. That. I'm sure it had nothing to do with the dude just like taking down and sitting on him. Let, let, let me grab my tinfoil yeah. hat. Rob and, and, and I'll put it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it is what it is. But what do you think? I so, think... If, if you were to if you were to lean in one direction, because I, I just just even from the first two fights, I know Usman was clipped. I know that he's prob- probably lacking a little bit of confidence. But I still think he's the more dominant fighter. He's the better all round fighter. I think he can get oh, the job definitely. done. Definitely, he's an absolute powerhouse. Usman is a powerhouse. He'd be like 
He was scary. Even in that man. first, he was just like, oh, he still is. He's scary. still scary. Nothing's changed. No, no. Yeah, nothing. Nothing has changed. So if I had to put my house on it, yeah. I'd go Usman. Okay. okay. I think I think Usman yeah. is the surer bet. Yeah. But, but <laughs> if the odds were paying enough, <laughs> I'd, I'd take Leon because I think I think Leon has a very good shot of beating him. I would have to say, yeah, this fight. Would be 50 50, a clean 50 50. And then, you know, there's a saying that, oh, every fight's 50 50 because everyone's one shot away from winning. But let's take that out of the equation. Let's say, I think this this fight is 50 50, where the first fight, I would have weighed yeah. at about 70 30, even, even higher. Even, like even higher. I think most people were weighing it higher in front of it was mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 50 50 in a championship title is kind of where all championship fights should sit. Yeah. But that, here's the thing. Like, I, I want to ask you a question. If if it does go to decision, right? And like, usually in a championship fight, if it goes to decision and it's been kind of even, the champ always gets the the win. That that like nine times out of ten happens. Generally, generally, yeah. if you think it goes to decision, it depends on the fight. But you might think that uh, Edwards takes the win unless Usman's been super super dominant. Yeah, well, if, if Usman's kept him on his back for five rounds, then it's going to be very hard to vote against him. Mm. But you know what I've noticed, though? And then tell me what you think as well. I've noticed that judges aren't scoring takedowns as effectively as they were, let's say, five years ago. Rob, I, I, I don't know well, what no, judges are doing <coughs> half the time. I'll be completely yeah. honest with you. <laughs> yeah, true, true that. Maybe even eight years ago. I feel like, I feel like takedowns eight years ago. Yeah just was so significant. They yeah. scored so high yeah. up, high on the cards. Whereas nowadays it's it's you know, we're not seeing that. No. We're not we're not, we're not seeing takedowns. I, with, I wouldn't with, even say it's yeah. just judges either, man. Like when after every fight, every freaking picture that I see when especially when people say, Oh, it was, you know, this person should have won, whatever, they always show the the images with the stats and it's always significant strikes. Like those that's the main measure that everyone goes off. And I'm feeling like maybe even just subconsciously, some judges are leaning that way as well. Because I agree, like you could get a couple of dominant takedowns, but if you some somehow didn't have a, a, the same amount of significant strikes or less, you might be on a losing end there. Yeah, but like in the same sense, if if you're in a 15 minute fight and you spent the entire 15 minutes on your back, yeah. <laughs> like, like you didn't win that fight, dude. Some man just manhandled you, <laughs> like. Well, but if you know you've been I mean? on your like back that, for that long, like you're not a... getting significant strikes. That's the thing. I think, like, I don't know. Yeah, true, it, true, It's true, dependent true, on, true. on the on the style of takedown because you could take to someone down yeah. for, you know, for five seconds and they get right back up. But I feel like if Usman's taking Edwards down, he's not getting up for a few minutes, probably until the end of the round. Yeah. Well, he's very good at what he does, at his craft. He's, like I said, he's an absolute powerhouse. That's why he's been so dominant for so long. He yeah. can do it all. I reckon he can do it, man. I reckon he's, doing it. He, mentally, he's still, as you said, he's still the same fighter. I think he'll get over it, and and I and I think he'll get the title back for sure. Sometimes it's sometimes like him just getting clipped like that may may um like may not affect him at all because he knows yeah. he just got clipped. Yeah, he just got caught, and it, and it happens. I was smashing him beforehand. Yeah, yeah. You know? maybe and, uh, in hindsight yeah. he should have been a little I bit think, more safe in that last round because he knew he won it. Well, regardless of that last yeah. round, he won it. Mate, he zigged when he should have zagged. Yeah, it can be as simple as that. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. So like I said, I had my house was on it. I got Usman. All right. But I think Edwards can get it done. 
All right. That is the most 50-50 prediction I've ever seen in my life. But Mate, <laughs> I am a cha- I am a king as sitting on the fence. Because like, now you can say you can go is- both ways. You're like, oh, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> I said it was gonna I said it was gonna win. You know what I mean? I, I said he could have done it. <laughs> that's brilliant. Well, I'm I'm gonna go uh, Usman, Rob sitting on the fence, 50-50, yeah. depending upon who wins. But do you have any final thoughts about UFC two eight six or Mate, indeed anything and that's in the UFC? UFC- and that's UFC 286. But fun fact is also <laughs> it's starting, I think, the times, the, 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 the times of the fight. I think it airs 8 a.m. here in Australia. So oh, does it? I, yeah. 8 a.m. Ah. Sunday morning is the, the fight cards airing. So I don't know what ungodly time <laughs> those fighters are because generally when they do a pay-per-view event in, in England, it's usually like – a 2 a.m. start yeah. main card. So yeah. I don't know how that's going to play on, you know, a lot of the American fighters and the Aussie fighter that's on on the main card. Yeah. I'm sure that'll play 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 a role. I've got to set know? my alarm. I'm just going to do it right now. <laughs> well, I, I I'm, I'm stoked, you know. <laughs> like as, sorry, sorry to all the fighters on the card, but I'm stoked because I have lunch plans <laughs> Sunday and I can still make them and watch yeah. the card at the same time. I, I completely forgot to mention, by the way, because they are fighting the UK. I mean, Leon Edwards, he has the home ground advantage. Does the, does He's that, got a lot of advantage. It's true. But does, does that have any factor at all? Like if it's a football Definitely. game, soccer game, like always the home ground team has the advantage. Same in the UFC? Mate, I Oh, definitely. I think I think we're going to That's why I said this fight's so close. Yeah. Like I said that first fight was 80-20, yeah. I think, but but the result of that first fight is what's pushed this um this fight so closer in in, in scale, I think, because For sure. um home soil, going to have home crowd advantage, mm. knows he can he can um he can chin. He's done it Usman. once. Yeah, done it. Yeah, done it once before. He's got all the confidence and cockiness he needs to 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 do it again. You know, he's just relived in that moment. Apparently, the altitude thing, or whatever. Um, <laughs> maybe it's a thing. Maybe he was high. Maybe we'll see. Maybe maybe Edwards take takes him down for five rounds. You know, Rob. The next thing Took you put in the background, round. you need to put a tinfoil hat, right? Because you need to just pull it out every time right, you're talking right. like this. Yeah, that- you, you don't you're, know. And that's you're the thing convincing fighters. me now. Like everyone's, everyone's so secretive. Yeah. They keep all their secrets. It's like just speculation from the fans. <laughs> that stuff's contagious. <laughs> well, okay. I'm still saying Usman. You're still saying 50-50. I feel like you're leaning yeah. towards Edwards a little bit on the I inside. I am. I am. The you more, are, yeah. Like I'm convincing myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well. So let's see how it goes. We'll we'll be watching it live. But now we're going to be moving on to the video game news segment. Again, feel free to give us any feedback on this. But we just got some of the biggest news coming out of of the past week. Not too much going on at the moment, admittedly. But Rob, I want to talk to you about E3. E3, you love E3. Everyone loves E3, at least when it was on. Who doesn't? It's just like it's that time of the year where... Every major publisher gets involved, whether they're at E3 or not, they have their own show, whatever it might be. We get some awesome announcements. But this year, I I feel like it's the first year, it might actually not be the first year, but we're, we've had some confirmation that Xbox and Nintendo are confirmed to be missing out on the show and PlayStation, because they've missed it for the past few times, they're likely not going to be at the show. There was a leak earlier this year, which pretty much said none of them are going to be attending. I feel like like people are a little bit disenfranchised about E3 right now. They they want the event to be like the way it was, but times are changing. It's a, it's a little bit sad. 
who's got, who's who's left? <laughs> well, they are the, the big three publishers, like and and platform holders. Yeah, like who who's left? Like who's who's at E3? Ubisoft. You know, <laughs> we're gonna like, have a Just Dance uh, booth. Oh man, like yeah, it's a little it's, sad. And we've seen that. Honestly, we've seen a major shift in gaming and the way developers and like the big kings, yeah. like the, the the you know the what is it the the kingpins of the of the the gaming world kind of changed since 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 covid yeah. since the pandemic yeah. it's uh there's there's been a shift obviously because of the popularity and because of like how virtual everything became i think yeah. anyway this is my yeah. theory tinfoil hat and everything uh it just kind of yeah it's kind of just become so accessible to sure. to to the, the the common man who didn't grow up playing games or had yeah. it, had a uh, you know super strong interest to to begin with. So plus as well, I, I think, think they've it, seen those avenues. It, it it I feel like everyone knows how expensive being at an exhibition or a show like E three can be. Like these publishers are spending so much money just to be able to be at that show. They probably realize that we can hold our own live stream. We can put together a, a video packages with a bunch of announcements. And it'll cost us way less. And we're probably reaching just as many people, if not more people. Before E3 had that purpose, it was the way to reach such a peak audience. Now, everyone has their own social channels. Everyone has social media managers. And it's easy for them to just, just to do it on their own. It kind of makes it sad for, for people like us that like viewing a big light, uh, a show where everything gets announced at once. But the flip side is that it's... During that week, people all do their same things anyway. So we end up getting the same announcements. It's just not technically E3. So Yeah. And honestly, I think like whilst we we we're disappointed with these, you know, these big events where the big launching and the streams and the the screens and the the lights, you know, it, it was the event itself that 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 we fell in love with. Yeah. It's also just kind of a changing of the times. Yeah. Like the and you know, we were for, kind of forced to change. And now here we are where, the, the, like we said, like you just mentioned, the publishers don't need to spend that much money no. to get the same exposure yeah. that they did five years ago. Yeah. And, and there's uh, so many other factors like, you know, like every company, it's not just games, everyone in tech is going through redundancies. Every, everyone's watching their costs. I, I actually don't think that these three platform holders are ever going to go back to E3 anytime soon. But so long as they're holding mm. their own showcases, and we'll talk a little bit about that later, then I'm still a happy man anyways. <laughs> we all are mate we all are so so next up all right rob we're gonna because rob you're, you're a bit of a bethesda fan in fact that's how you and i met <laughs> it is it is fun fact yeah I met at bethesda i was working uh, at the company rob obviously was working with us for a fair bit we did some live streams together so that's how you and i first met so you're you're a huge bethesda fan there, there are actually a surprising oh, yeah. amount of people in your tweet that would ask were asking you like what's the better fallout game don't answer that yet we're going to get to it because I want to talk to you about it. But Starfield, Starfield has been delayed. It's been announced that it's been delayed to the 6th of September. We're going to get a Starfield Direct also happening in June where they're going to do a deep dive into the game. We're going to learn everything that we need to know about it. Rob, how are you feeling about Starfield? Have you, have you been keeping an eye on things? Mate, this is to all the public. To all the public. I feel like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put on my spokesman. Get comfortable. My spokesman. My, my, my spokesman T-shirt, Okay. <laughs> Listen to me, everybody. You knew it was going to be delayed. Don't act surprised. 
Don't act surprised. Don't be like, oh, no, I, I took work off. For you knew it was going to be delayed. You knew it was going to be delayed. Okay? Just buckle up like everyone else. Yep. Sit down yep. and get ready for your socks to be blown out when it launches because that's what happens. That's how it's always happened. Yep. I don't know why this is surprising anyone. It, it's not. Just- I mean, the, the fir- <laughs> I will admit, Rob, the fir- the very first an, uh, delay that they announced because it was meant to come out you know, November of last year, when that was delayed, that surprised me because they were like so sure of the date. Even in like their reveal trailer, usually what publishers will do, they'll like tack on an end card with the – release date just in case they need to change it and then they'll swap out the end card with the new release date they embedded Mm. this release date into the trailer into like one of the consoles on the freaking spaceship they were so confident about it every time todd talked about it he was confident and that was a surprise to me but then i said now that they've delayed it once they'll delay it as many times as they need to to make sure they get it right so you're right the second delay no one should be surprised it and and We've seen, we've seen in recent years, games that get released too soon, mm. undercooked, just, they, 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 it's bad for the fans, yeah. it's bad for the company, yeah. it's bad for the games. A lot of games don't come back from it. I would rather them take as long as they need and just, just make it. Flawless. Yeah. Like, that's flawless. It's a it's a Bethesda, it's a Bethesda game. game. Come on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But but like as as good as a Bethesda game gets, okay? It's like um, it, it, the way I like yeah. to describe it is like wh- whether you think this is a bad thing or not, I, I don't care. There is a level of like some of these bugs, some of these glitches that take place, they're endearing. I think that's like so many people have fond memories, including myself, of playing Skyrim or Fallout 3 or whatever it is, of enjoying those bugs because they were kind of harmless. It, when, it's when it gets to the stage where they're game-breaking or there are too many of them, that's when it goes too far. And that's exactly why they probably delayed it so they don't reach that point. But yes, there's going to exactly. be a level of bugs like with any game coming out of launch. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, everyone just buckle up and chill out. Yeah. It's coming. 100%. Well, well speaking, <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I, I, I got to ask. I got to ask now. I'm, I want to pull up one of the questions because it's in my head now. So, someone on Twitter oh. did ask at Steed303 was like, what is the best Fallout? Rob, we need to talk about this now because we're talking about Bethesda. I know how mm. much you love Fallout New Vegas. Do you think that's the best Fallout game? <sighs> you say. I put you on the spot. No, I don't care. <laughs> you did because I'm a proud Bethesda man. <laughs> so you can say it, Bethesda, because um, mine's Fallout 3. I think Fallout 3 is genuinely the best Fallout game of all time. My um, So I, I love, I loved New Vegas. Yeah. Really, really loved it. And I spent a lot of time on it. It's, it's, it's a great game. It's a great game. But my favorite Fallout, and this is going to be contrary to a lot of people, I think. All right. Maybe not. Fallout 4. Yes. That's, that's a good answer, Rob. Mate. And obviously, if you're not into base building and getting settlers in and romance and everything and having like dudes follow you around, then you're not going to like it. You're not going to find it fun building bases and hideouts everywhere. But mate, I so I I recently I I did a survival run. I don't know if you you haven't played survival in in Fallout Four. Brutal, brutal. It is it is nightmarishly hard. (laughs) But you need you need those those bases and they need to be up to scratch they need walls for defense they need beds to sleep in they need water and food like 
they're so important having little hidey holes everywhere and just the, having the ability to build that and do that as you please and having settlers and shops and stuff that you can bring in and you can you can gear up little checkpoints around the map because you can't fast travel so you're running everywhere so you need these caches everywhere it is to, to me it 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 took the game the franchise mm. to another level for me you know which wow. is, is I'm very interested in seeing in Starfield because from what we've seen in the trailers, we're going to see a lot of like base building yeah. and things like Ship that. Ship customization so, as well. Like it's a big thing coming back. Yeah. Even a game like, and obviously it launched with with its issues. This can be in another podcast. But with Fallout 76, one of the best bits about that game was the camp building. And it very much took what Mate. Fallout 4 did really well to the nth degree. Like it was absolutely incredible. So I feel like that's going to be a really strong point for Starfield, but I'm so glad that I, you said Fallout 4, man. I'm so glad. <laughs> I I spent too much I, I spent too <laughs> much time in 76 just building my base. I get nothing done. I remember I get nothing done. I remember I just, you and I had <laughs> so we did a live stream. I think it was like QuakeCon or something like that when I was still working at Bethesda. I had this script of like things we were going to do, like challenges and missions. Freaking Rob, just for most of the stream, was just screwing around building a camp. <laughs> Mate, like, and I'm trying to find the best place to do it. Like, I want it up near the waterfall, but not in the waterfall. We were at that and waterfall for good... 30 minutes, oh, man. I want, I want some views, looking at things. I ruined the whole stream, but got a good base spot. Got a good base spot. No, that, that was absolutely brilliant, man. So I'm sorry for bringing that up, but I, I had to ask you. Um, but yeah, we got the last no. video game question. Um Neil Druckmann talking about The Last of Us Part 3. So Last of Us, it's it's in the news right now because we had The Last of Us show. Side, side note, have you watched the show yet, Rob? Or are you keeping an eye on it? I haven't. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to let you run, run uh, what is it, spearhead on this one because so I know what Last of, Last of Us is. Yep. I understand it's a fantastic game and yep. I understand the show did very, very well. Yeah. But – I I'm I'm I really like to I'm an immersive sort of player. So when right. I play a game, I immerse myself as that player. So yep. when when I I really need to be able to name my character. You're an RPG I need fan. To be able to, yeah. I I need to build my character, give myself a sick hairdo, yep. have muscles going out of the wall. <laughs> like it, I need to look amazing, you know, and I need to be able to customize him in a way so that I can live in his shoes. Yeah. When you put me in the shoes of somebody that I can't control or you know what I mean? It's it's. Uh, I just can't I feel really you, man. immerse myself. I mean, that, I that, that's Last of Us as a game. Like first game you're playing pretty much as Joel. Mm. Second game you're playing yeah. pretty much as Ellie. It's That's just the kind of game. I think I like it for that reason. It's much more storytelling based. Don't get me wrong. I love my RPGs. But I really, really loved Last of Us. Part two is a little bit more controversial. But the news was well, essentially you- them saying that they know what game that they're doing next, but they don't want to confirm that it's that it's part three. Even though I think they they are going to do part three because the show was so it's so yeah. good and it's so popular, you need to watch it, man. Is it what's it on? Because I I think I will watch the show in Australia. It's on binge. I like the idea. I love that. I love that genre. <clears throat> I think I think you'll like on? it if if you don't like the idea of like playing the game because you want to be your own character and create your own character. Yeah, watch the but show. I love zombies. Yeah, no, then watch the the show is lacking on the zombies front. I will admit, but. It's still oh, a very, very good me. show. You're losing no, me. They're going to put more of it. You're losing me. This was literally a news article. The director was like, we didn't put enough zombies in there. We're sorry. <laughs> that's all people wanted to see. That, that's so good. 100% that's all everybody wants to see. Oh, man. Oh, 
I'll, I'll still probably watch it because I, I do, and, I, and I've heard from multiple sources that like it is such yeah. a good game. So it's give, amazing. You know what I think is super underrated game yeah. that is very much in the same vein that I, I couldn't get into it because I forget what his name was, but he was named something else, and I couldn't do his hair up. Was um, <laughs> it was a zombie. It was a zombie game where you're riding a motorcycle. Oh, yeah, and, uh, it's a bit of my time. What's yeah, it called? Yeah. It's, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it it's so cool. There's like packs chasing you and yeah. all that sort of jazz. Oh, you, ah, you, you, you put it in my the head now. Hook us up. The, the, the yeah, podcast is going to end and we're going to think of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the viewers are going to hit it. I can't believe you didn't remember. But I, I know it's right there. Someone but in the comments. That was a super, super underrated game. Like yeah. very much the same. Couldn't get into it though because I couldn't name him. I don't know. Whatever the hell I want to name my character. Fair Artorious. enough, man. <laughs> oh, I, got, I got a random question for you. I don't know if anyone mm. else knows this, but Rob is a character in Skyrim. We did that for you. I am. That was very cool. I, I wonder if there is a way, like when Elder Scrolls Six eventually comes out, if you can somehow like get that character model and chuck it into Elder Scrolls Six. I'd love that. That's going to be my main character. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's, that's who I'm making. One way or another, I'm getting in that game. You're going to message the modder and be like, can you do this day one? Is this possible? <laughs> Elder Scrolls 6. Can you imagine? Oh, dude. Can you? I don't like. It's going to you know, be like, so <laughs> big. Like game of this freaking century. It, w- it would suck to be on like the developing team for that because they'd be like, what do we do? <laughs> like, where do where do we go? How, how do you top we, we Skyrim? We did base building. Yeah. yeah, we did base building. We did romance. Like, yeah. how do we? You're gonna need to kind of make those elements better. Like, yeah. And I feel There's like go- every 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 version of the of the Elder Scrolls series kind of just added a new thing, which blew everybody's mind. Yeah. Mm. It's going to be so hard for them to top <laughs> Skyrim, a game that literally everyone still plays. It's yeah. still being sold yeah. so often and everyone's modding yeah. it. So I don't know how, how they're going to come back from that. But honestly, we're not going to see that game. My guess, not inside info or anything, probably for another like four or five years. So we've got a while. Starfield's the first one coming out. But Rob, do you have any closing yeah. thoughts on anything video game related? Um. Oh yeah, well, I guess what what are we playing? What are we playing now? What are you playing now? What am I playing? So I recently, I don't know if you played it. I recently reviewed um, Atomic Heart. So that <laughs> that's kind of like the Atomic Russian. It, it's like a, the Russian Bioshock, essentially. And it was a pretty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You've I've, seen I've, it? I've seen that. I've seen that. Pretty, yeah. pretty it divisive creepy game. As. It's creepy. It's wild. It's just a. It's an insane game. So I played that. Is it, is it what? Is it? It's kind of like um, Cthulhu-ish sort of horror. Oh, not not. I wouldn't say it's quite Cthulhu. I wouldn't even say it's it's even horror. It's 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 definitely creepy yeah, at times. Yeah. It's definitely Bioshock is the biggest comp- point of comparison for that game. So that's what I played. I reviewed it. I personally liked it. It had really cringe dialogue, but I thought that that was a decent game. Um, but also as well, I'm actually replaying Fallout 4 at the moment. We just talked about it, so we won't linger. But oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I Because I, we, we have Fallout 4 next gen coming this year, so I kind of wanted to play it, see what it was like in its current form, and get ready for Fallout 4 mm. next gen. And then I'll do a new playthrough for that. I was thinking of a different game, not Atomic Heart. Uh, so <clears> yeah, <throat> Atomic Heart, it's like a shooter. It's I, I don't know if you would like it. Uh, no. You wouldn't like it because it's a character that talks and it's not one that you can create. And I think you'll find the dialogue very cringy. So I wouldn't recommend it for okay. you. <laughs> well, you know what's you know you know what like in a game that I can't really create dudes is that that 
from the creators of Rick and Morty. What's that? Oh, the, where the guys shoot aliens? Yeah. So called? Uh, high online. Oh, what's, what the hell is it called? Yeah, high online. Is that's that it? exactly what it is? Yeah. High that like that looks so silly <laughs> that I'll, I'll put aside that and I'll just give it a go just because it looks funny. But dude, um, when in the trailer for that first dropped, I don't play with those things. When that <laughs> when that trailer dropped, it looked. I was like, this looks so cringy. It was awful. And then. The character, like, because each for those of you that don't know, like the the gimmick, I guess, is like a lot of the weapons that you hold talk, and they just say dumb crap. And one of the characters is Aussie, and just I, I can't repeat it on here because I don't think we've talked about whether we can swear or not on this on this podcast. I have I have no idea. Oh, we I can make like it we a little were bit it light, light, light. <laughs> but the things this knife was saying, I laughed so loudly that yeah. I need to play it high on life just to experience that nice dialogue. Yeah, I've, I've seen. Yeah, it, it it looks really funny. Um, <clears throat> in terms of games, I I play a ton of indie games. I okay, play a ton of indie games. What are you playing like, right uh, now? Big fan of indie games and indie developers. A lot of a lot of um respect for those guys. That's cool, man. You know, there's not a lot of backing, and they I don't know. You know, right now I'm I'm playing Terraria again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fun. Have you played Terraria? I haven't. I haven't, but I know what Terraria is. Yeah. I um I recently just beat the Moon Lord. On How master. was it? So oh, bow yeah. down to me. Slow clap, like, Rob. Master, master mode was hard. <laughs> and um, to to everyone that's like in the in the comments saying oh, master mode is like no, it's it's hard. I'm a normal person. It's very hard. <laughs> and I'm getting older, and the older I get, the slower the my reflexes brain works. go. Yeah, it, it's a two, it's a two D side scroller. It's yeah. like you got to be quick, dude. And I'm ah. not that quick. So um, but I did I did beat um. Moonlord. I beat Moonlord first, then went back and beat Empress of Light once I built Zenith. Yep. The people will know what I mean because yep. I used an overpowered weapon to try and kill the Empress <laughs> during the day because that was stupid. I'm not that good. Okay. Yep. I'm not that good. So I kind of just out DPS'd her before Fair. she one shot me. What would you say, Rob? <laughs> I've never actually asked you this question. Do you like games that are hard? Like, did you play Elden Ring, for instance, or Dark Souls? I, I, only play games that are hard, really. Yeah. I'm a sucker for punishment. But why do you buy this away? Because you, you just said like you're like a normal gamer. I'm assuming like you're like me. I just get angry playing games like that. Yeah. I get upset. Because when I get it, when I finally get through it, yeah. it makes me feel better than everybody that couldn't. So. <laughs> Satisfaction. <laughs> I, That's it. I, it makes me feel a little bit better than the common man. Fair. So I did feel like that after I played Cuphead. I don't know if you played <clears throat> Cuphead, but that game, oh, Cuphead. so oh, hard, so difficult. It looks silly as my sons tried playing it. Oh, really? And, um, yeah. <laughs> did, it just did they get it wasn't through it? Cool enough for me. <laughs> it wasn't cool. En- nah, no way. <laughs> it wasn't cool enough for me. But I, I play a lot of those games. Like Dark Souls games are generally my biggest vice. Like I love those those games. Like yeah, what, four hundred hours in Elden Ring now, probably. Oh, um, and it's getting the new DLC as well. Are you excited for it? I am. I am. I I'm not. I'm not touching the game until the the DLC comes out, and then um, because I got I got really big into PvP on Elden Ring as well. Oh yeah, yeah. And, How did you do? Uh, I was at putting PvP, people but... away. I was really? putting people away. Yeah. Get out of here, hundred percent. I was too good, <laughs> too good. And, uh, but um, yeah, I'm very, very much looking. I, I want them to start a leaderboard or something. Then I'll, I'll jump back in. I know there's the the banner right now where yeah. it glows and stuff to me and how good you are. Yeah. Got the best banner. Man, but, um, I, I I couldn't do PvP in Elden Ring. I created my badass samurai character and I was doing really well against just regular NPCs. If I would ever do PvP, I got my ass handed to me. So no, thank you. Right. <laughs> well, you, you know what I am upset about with the PvP though. Yeah, I I I like 
playing like a sort of paladin sort of character. Yeah. So a little bit dash and magic, dash melee is fun. Yeah. They they just get wiped in the, in, in <laughs> PvP. So I, I just I I gave in to temptation and just made like an unga bunga strike boy. And he just went in there whacking things. And dude, he put people away. Yeah. It's so good. And the shit talk, like the the bad manners at the end of the end of the fight is so good. Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's funny as well. Hope- yeah, that that's about that's about it in the game side for me. Fair, fair. Well, let, let's get to the remaining questions that we have. So, Rob, you asked it on Twitter. I love how you tweeted about it as well. You're like, we got a secret project because we didn't really want to announce it then and we're going to do it later, mm. later at the time of this recording. Yeah. But, oh, well, we wanted to have an episode under our belts before we released correct. The, the, the news. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're seeing this episode go live right now, you know that it, we didn't stuff it up. Hopefully it's recording yeah. and everything all good. But we got a bunch of questions. Again, Rob, if you want to pull some up on your phone, you can. But we have at Ron Orich on Twitter. He asks, Rob, what are the chances of ever seeing a light heavyweight Bobby Knuckles? Um, oh, pretty good. Pretty good. I I'm interested in moving up as it is. I guess uh I really want to want to fight for that title. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I feel like I feel it in my bones that yeah. I can that I can take that title back. And uh, I'm 100%. doing very well in middleweight. You can see that. Yeah, man. So there's nothing you I'm can share every... on that side, can you? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give everything I have into into getting the um, getting the belt yeah. right now at, at middleweight division. And then, uh, yeah, you know, I'll worry about I'll worry about light heavy after I do that. All right, sounds good. Moving on to the next question at a underscore locky. <clears throat> what is your dream fight? Any fighter any weight class of all time. I'm very curious to know this. All right. Oh, let, let, let's flip this for a second. God. What's your dream fight? Man, I, I can't look like JSP. He was, he's just, first of so, all, he was so no, cool. I mean, for me. So hold on. This question, is it dream fight like I fight them or? I mean, it could, it could be for both of or us. Or is like, it any, any two guys? I would say for you, what's your dream fight? In, in any weight class, any time in history, any fighter. Like, that, like picking two guys to fight or myself fighting one other person? Yourself fighting one other person. interpreted this wrong. Yeah. Yourself okay, well, fighting see, one other person. I had that question for you as well. Yourself fighting one <laughs> fighting one other person. Who's your dream fight? I, I, would, I would say it's GSP. I would say because he... It you would, would be, fight GSP. He's, you, he's so iconic, bro. Like I know I get my ass handed you to You would me. fight GSP. 100%. I reckon. <laughs> dude, just to have that under my belt, I would get my ass handed to me, but I think he would be such a sick fight. He, he, he'd wreck you. But Mate, who, like, who would you would you pick an easy fight? Then Is that what you're saying? Well, am I getting paid like normal got, pay rates? Let's for, say for you're getting one? paid normal pay then, rates for, for the box office. Any one of those straw weights or fly weights. Yeah. Like women, I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're gonna, I'm gonna stack as many advantages as I can. All right. <laughs> now, um, if I if I had to fight one person, any weight class of any time, any weight class kind of throws me under the bus again. I don't know. That's a hard question. These these, these sort of questions I think too much. I yeah, think fair. too much. Like if I was getting paid like full fighter pay, yeah. I just I pick a small dude like well, small. let's let's put it this way if it was just like a fun sparring session right nothing too serious but someone that you think you could learn a lot of who would that be I feel like that's that's an interesting question he's thinking about it he's thinking about it 
Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I'd like to s- probably Kabib. Yeah, yeah, that's a, I that's reckon, a good answer. Just so I can see what it's all about, you know what I mean? Nobody, nobody really knows how no. good he is. No. You know, I'm a, I'm a slippery fella. Yeah. I'm a squirmy sort yeah. of guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to see, I want to see and feel what, what that Khabib train was. Yeah, what it was. So, um, right. and we'll never ever, never even find out, you know, because he, he hung up the boots as well. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's a, that's a good answer. Let's move on to at musky underscore MMA. Musky. Here's a hard hitting question, Rob. <laughs> What's the best spread on your toast? It's not hard hitting at all. It's, it's very easy. hard hitting. It's a serious question. No, right? no, it's easy. And any other <laughs> any other answer is wrong. It's so it's toast. You got to you got to pull it out of the toaster. Yeah. So you're going like this <laughs> yep. as you walk over to your yep. as you walk over to your board. Yep. Then you smash it with butter quickly so that it's <laughs> melting on it. Then you put the tiniest bit of Vegemite on both sides. I knew sizes. you were going to say that. And then such you a have a glass. Man. Then you have a glass of toast, uh, a glass of milk with it. it. Has to have a glass of milk. I was going to say, you if you were, if you said Milo, I would have been done because that's like the most quintessential, typical Aussie breakfast is nah, nah, buttery toast with milk. Vegemite and Milo. Can't have sweets for breakfast, mate. Well, you we're, we're, we're not all we're not all <laughs> getting ready for fights all the time. I can I can have my Milo if I want to. <laughs> what's what's your favorite spread? I would say. Okay, I, I have a different strategy than you when it comes to the butter on toast, right? I like to take it out of the toaster and I'll leave it for a solid 20 seconds. No, no let me explain. Let me explain. Because okay, then when I was you want to say you're a monster, no, dude. No, because... let, let me explain. And I, people are going to agree with me because then when you put the butter on, it melts in, in most places, but sometimes you'll get the butter pool in certain areas because you've left it for just the right amount of time. And when you bite into those areas, it's the best taste ever. I will Wait. fight anyone to the death. That is that is the best way to eat toast. And a bit, a bit of Vegemite as well, or even like jam, whatever it might be. 100% all day. Oh, I don't know. Your buttery strategy doesn't doesn't make me feel good inside. Like, <laughs> you think you it'd gotta, be different. You've got to pull now. it out so it's molten lava still. You can't even hold it. And you just lather it because you don't even know how much you're putting on because as soon as you put a layer, <laughs> the butter's gone. So you put on another one and another one. How can one you talk about you one. not eat, uh, having anything sugary and you're just layering fat onto your toast? Because sh- sugar's for kids, butter's for men. <laughs> I made that up. You guys can have that on though. the fly. <laughs> well, Rob, Rob has his answer. You have my answer. That's what the best spread is. We're moving on to at beer dude nineteen ninety three. I feel like this is a question that we can all relate to in our own way. Rob, mm-hmm. how do you balance training with family, gaming, and not burning out? And, and I say this, this is something that we all relate to because we all have a job. We're all trying to keep fit if we yeah. can, see friends, family, game, do whatever. How do you handle the balance? Um, yeah, you know, uh, kind of just really separating all three parts of my life, Yeah. right? And when I do those parts – being present in those moments, like making those moments count for some. So when I'm at training, yeah. all I'm thinking about is training and then that's my training time. And then once I leave training time, I leave training time. Mm. I join my family. I'm with my family. I'm doing family things. Okay, so that's my family time. Then when I'm playing games, I'm playing games. Yeah. I'm playing games. I'm not – I don't feel bad because I should be doing other things. You know, it's – you burn out when you're kind of forcing yourself to do something 100%. That you don't really want to do, yeah. you know, and uh, 
as long as like we all strive for perfect balance. I think the the, the goal in life is to try and find perfect balance or yeah. to at least strive for it. I don't think we're ever going to find it, but striving for it is is the balancing act is life. No, that's a really good answer, man. Like, I, I feel kind of the same, like, especially for those of you that don't know, like I have a side hustle. I do YouTube as well. I'm still trying to keep fit. Like I got back issues, trying to work on that. I'm at work as well. I got a full-time job. So it feels like at the end of the day, you've barely got any time to game. And it's a bit of a meme. Like when you finally be able to sit down to play, you're just tired and you want to sleep anyways. Mm. I would just say, don't beat yourself up about it. Like at the end of the day, if, if it's gaming that you're missing out on, it sucks, but it's just games at the end of the day. There are other more important things in life, like spending time with your friends and family for sure, keeping yourself fit. So don't don't stress too much about it. Um, but it's a balance that no one's ever going to get perfect. You're always going to have something that's out of whack. You know what's funny as well? It's like, <clears throat> so when I when I really get into a game, yeah, I will I will research and listen to YouTubers on on games, listen to heaps of your stuff on Seventy Six Guides Thank and you, things man. like that, and all that sort of stuff. Like, I listen to that in the car driving. Yeah, and I may not get a solid moment to play video games for two weeks, three weeks sometimes at, at a time. But I've listened to so many guides and stuff yeah. that I get sick of the game. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sick of the game. I wanted to play before I even play it. Just That's your fault, right? I've like, yeah, I felt like I've played the game for the last three weeks. So try that. Try listening to a let's play of someone playing it instead. And I'm sure it's not the same, but... I don't know. It grows on you. <laughs> Man, I, I, I genuinely I avoid certain types of videos for that reason because when I play, I want to play for me. Like sometimes I'll follow a guide. Elden Ring, big example. I followed someone else's guide because I had no idea what I was doing. Followed the guide, ended up killing a bunch of people really easy. That was a bunch of fun. But I'll stop at that one video. I don't go into the rabbit hole because you can go on Reddit threads and yeah. two-hour podcast videos yeah. and they're I, comparing I numbers. I live in those threads, brother. Yeah. I, I live in I live in those. I love it. I I research obscure things about the developers. Like I, I just How do you find time dive. to game I, then, honestly? I get obsessed. <laughs> I, I don't. I just research or listen to things while driving to training. <laughs> so when you, you do know? a podcast, you're able to talk more about the game than anyone else because you've listened to the experts. Well, exactly. I know so much about the games we're talking about, as long as we're talking about the games that I actually am interested in. Yeah. You know? No, honestly, yeah. that, was, that was a good discussion. I thanks for asking that question, <laughs> Beard Dude ninety ninety three, and we did have one from Crimson MK one. I'll shout you out anyways. We've t- talked about Starfield. They are they asked how excited you are for Starfield. I'm pretty excited. I, I think I, you're excited as well. I got that across. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> Were there any question, other questions that you wanted to ask Rob at all? Not at this point, but I do. So a lot of people messaged. A lot of people replied to the to the tweet. Yeah, I've saved them all down. We're going to be answering them, feeding them out. This, like we said in the concept for the for the for the show itself, we want to be bringing these out once a week. It was only supposed to be a thirty minute like quick <laughs> chat, say, but it's been an hour. Here we are, an hour later. So, yeah, I told you this you would said, happen. I told you coming. this would happen. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. I wanted it to be thirty minutes. She's like quick chit chat. It is what it is. <laughs> well, it is what it is, but you let us know in the in the comments. Do you want a shorter podcast? Do you want us to change up the format? Give us your suggestions in the comments. At this stage, thank you so much for watching or listening, depending upon your platform. Rob, thank you so much, man. This has been awesome. For a first episode, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I think it went all right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll listen back <laughs> well, to it and confirm, but yeah. I think it went all right. <laughs>
Yeah, I think I think people are going to like it. Like 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 um like Johnny said, let us know what you want to hear. Yeah. Let us know what you want to hear, and we can cater to that because, like we said, we 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 were just coming here to have a chat and talk about things that you are interested in listening to. So, hundred. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you so and, much, man. Uh, Appreciate it. Yeah, and to everyone, if you haven't followed us on our socials, MM Arcade Podcast across everything. We've taken the handle everywhere. See you next week, Rob. Thank you so much, man. And we'll see you next time.